I hung up the phone with her. I'm like looking at my wife. I'm like, can you believe that? That's crazy. We should buy it. And my phone rings again. It's the same realtor. She goes, hey, would you be interested in selling that land to me? And I was like, uh, yeah, how much are you offering? And she said, I could probably do 5,000. And I like had to mute the phone to like gasp. And then I got back on the phone. I was like, well, when can you close? She said, I can close on Wednesday of next week. So this is Saturday. A great book can totally challenge your conventional thinking and change your life for good. However, some of us just don't have the luxury of time of sitting down to read a book. But there are some instances in which we do have dead time. And these are perfect times to learn. So we can learn while driving instead of jamming to the same music on the radio. Or maybe at the gym. Well, now you can. Dwelling has partnered with Amazon's Audible to give you, the Dwell listeners, a free book. Yes, a free book. So all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash dwelling and download your free book this will also be in the show notes you can click on the link and if you don't have a book in mind and you say hola i don't actually know where to start with well awesome because i can tell you one start with today it's a quintessential classic it's called rich dad poor dad so download rich dad poor dad and that would basically just take your mind on a different spin of course i'm always open to hear um, from our dwell listeners so email me at hola at dwelling.com and then feel free to also give us a rating and review. This really helps us to rank better in iTunes. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on The Dwelling Show. I'm your host, Ola Dantes. I've got the amazing, legendary Brent Bowers with us today. Hey, Brent, how you doing? I'm really good, Ola. Uh, that was probably one of the best intros I've ever gotten. I've never been called amazing or legendary. So <laughs> I'm going to go upstairs and tell my wife that yes. she's the amazing, amazing legendary Brent <laughs> from now on. Get her, get her to listen to the show. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if I get my wife to listen to some of these shows, I'd be on point, man. She's not, she's not in nope. real estate. She's, she's a taking care of our three children, but uh, she's my sounding board. She tells me when I'm being crazy. So everyone asks, yes. her, does your wife help you out with your stuff? No, but she does listen a lot. That's all <laughs> and that's all the help you need. Sometimes you just need someone to listen. I'm the same way with my wife, actually. So you're welcome to that club. <laughs> Amen, brother. Well, thanks so much for having me on the Dwellin Show. I'm excited. We're going to have a lot of fun today. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, let's let's jump right into it. So, you know, with Brent Bowers and kind of, you know, what have you been doing um, and kind of what, I, what, what I've been doing lately, actually. So lately, what have I been doing lately? So, you know, I'll give you my last week. I was in Florida on Monday, haven't left my house in a few days. Um, got to spend a lot of time with my wife uh, because we've now got the children in preschool. So we, like two days ago, we had an entire day date. We went and shot pumpkins in our side yard. Uh, I live on 58 acres. So I've uh, been able to kind of fabricate the life of my dream with the, uh, the real estate that I'm in. And I've got an amazing team running things. They're texting me on Friday. Usually I don't get too many texts on Friday, but um, 
you know, that's been my last week. Um, it hasn't always been like that, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. It hasn't always been like that. You actually served in the military. So thank you. Thank you for your service. Really appreciate you. Um, thank you. Yeah. So kind of just rewind back a little bit for us, you know, kind of your journey and how you started um, in your, your real estate journey, which is primarily, you know, land. But, you know, let's kind of give us kind of a background on, on, on who you are and how you got started. All right, Ola, are you, are you ready? You got some Kleenexes? Because uh, it's going to be a sad, oh, sad man. story. <laughs> so, I am ready, um, as ready as I can be. So I'll give you the short version. Uh, hopefully not too many tears. But 2007, I bought my first uh, investment property. I didn't, didn't know it was going to be an investment property at the time. I had just got my real estate license in 2006. Graduated high school in 2004. I always knew that I wanted to be somebody. And I knew that real estate investors were somebody. However, I wanted a little bit different path. I think a lot of people get into real estate investing for the financial freedom and the time freedom and the make, make, you know, create their life on their own terms. But I see a lot of real estate investor guys that the business just engulfs them. So I haven't always done land. It was almost something I kind of stumbled upon and it was just like, you know, the greatest greatest thing ever. Uh, but bought that house in 2007. I had my real estate license. I borrowed the earnest money deposit of $1,000 from my great grandmother. And it was at the time when they were just giving everybody loans. So I had a good job. I had my own lawn business and I was just getting started in, in real estate. So I was able to pay my great grandmother back with the small commission that I got from that uh, real estate transaction. I had like a couple thousand dollars left over. Um, lived in that house a couple months and then rented it out. I was now a landlord. I'm now a real estate investor. Moved to the coast to start doing real estate in 2007. Everyone knows what happens in 2000 or happened in 2008. I was getting crushed, man. I, I just wasn't doing anything. I was paying credit card bills with credit cards and you know, let that sink in. Uh, that's not a good route to take. And I was like, I got to do something different. Um, I have to go back to school because I can't do this. So got into the military, tried to join the Air Force. They wouldn't take me. They Luckily, the Army recruiter was next door and he let me in. Um, so out of the eight and a half years of service, I had multiple deployments. I was always gone. I think I was gone four and a half years. My second deployment, my wife leaves me uh, just straight left because she was tired of me being gone. And you know, I can't blame her. I was always gone. Well, the army saw something in, in me and they decided they were going to make me an army officer. So they sent me back to Florida. They pulled me out of Afghanistan on the, about halfway through the second deployment. I go to school, become an army officer and boy, I wasn't ready. Like the workload and we were always in the field. And I was like, I got to do something different. I'm going to be, I'm going to get back into real estate. So I started kind of wholesaling houses and my, I hired a coach uh, my mentor said, you know, throw the vacant land away, you know, don't mail those guys. And I was mailing the tax delinquent list and all these other lists. And I heard this guy on a podcast and I just was like, man, this is amazing. He was buying land from the auctions to where they were auctioning off the tax certificates. And he was like getting this land to like nothing. What's, like, what's the name I of this guy? I'm, maybe we had him on the show already. Mark Podolsky. We lady. had him on the show. Yeah, I don't know what episode that is, but Mark Podolsky is a legend as well. So yeah, go I check. love him. Yes, I hired him as a coach too, by the way. And you know, it's uh, one of the best things. Like if I I came across that podcast and 
I just started literally making money. Um, but I mailed that tax delinquent list, the, the vacant parcels of land on that list. It was, I remember it was like 671 names and I mailed this list and I'm catching these people before they go to tax auction. I'm going to help these sellers. And these sellers have never received a letter in their life. I sent them a postcard that I was already mailing to houses. Well, my phone almost melted. That's how many phone calls I got. I didn't even get to return them all. So I bought two parcels of land off that first mailing. And if, if you want it, we can dive into them later or, or whenever, but I haven't let's, looked at Let's back do it right now. Talk about those two lands, parcels, and kind of, you know, your numbers, just kind of curious, actually. Yeah, I'll give you everything I got. So those two parcels were almost simultaneous to each other. Um, the first one, I'll never forget it. Uh, it was actually from a CPA that had traded some a couple years of work for this land, and he had been holding on to this for so many years. And this land overviewed the Pike National Forest. But here's one catch. Here's the catch. It was not buildable. Only one ingress and egress. So what does that mean? It's only one road in, one road out. So the firefighters could possibly get pinned down. So they had to spend like a million dollars, the city did, uh, to build a road across the railroad tracks. So long story short, I'm like, well, this is a beautiful land. I can't believe I'm getting it for $285. There's got to be a catch, $285. Like, how am I getting this? So I was like, I had no clue what it's worth. So me and my wife drove and looked at it. It was on a Saturday. It was like an hour away. Beautiful drive. We had just had our first baby. And this is about 2016 timeframe. And we're leaving the land. I'm just like, I just can't see it. I don't, I don't know why like what to do with this land. So I call a realtor because I noticed a real estate office about a mile away from this parcel of land. And thank God someone was there to answer the phone on a Saturday. And she was very familiar with the area, very familiar with the road and told me why it wasn't buildable. And I was like, well, you know, $285 is a lot of money for me. I want to buy this land, but what could I sell it for? And I want to unload it quick. Like give me a 60 day blowout price on the MLS. She said, maybe $10,000. And I was like, what? <laughs> $10,000. So I hung up the phone with her. I'm like looking at my wife. I was like, can you believe that? That's crazy. We should buy it. And my phone rings again. It's the same realtor. She goes, hey, would you be interested in selling that land to me? And I was like, uh, yeah, how much are you offering? And she said, I could probably do 5,000. And I like had to mute the phone to like gasp. And then I got back on the phone. I was like, well, when can you close? She said, I can close on Wednesday of next week. So this is Saturday. I'm about to get a paycheck for 5K on Wednesday. So me being an amazing negotiator I am, I said, let's do it. And <laughs> so I call my seller of the land because I haven't paid him yet. I said, can we meet on Tuesday so I can buy this land from you? He comes, he shows up at the coffee shop right by the, by the gate of the, the army base that I'm working at on the time at the time. And I gave him 285. I gave him a check. He gave me a quick claim deed. I didn't even know what the heck that was. I just knew that's how I took ownership of it. And I brought it to actually scanned it and sent it to the title company. Cause I couldn't drive there. I was working all that week and sent it. That realtor shows up Wednesday and they take my deed. They, they give me the, they record it. And then they immediately sell it to the realtor. And I went and picked my $5,000 checkup after I got off work that day. Wow. So I was like, oh gosh, Wowzers. there's no way this could be real. This is not real. 
285 for 5,000. I don't even know what those returns are. That's like astronomical. I don't either. Uh, wow. That's for the math guys to figure that stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> what about that's the second like, one? I'm, I'm curious. I'm so curious. Yeah, that I'd say that's probably a couple thousand percent ROA, maybe 2,000. Bernie Madoff can figure that out for me. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, the second one was like next. It's funny. It was almost like the next weekend because I dropped my wife off at the Denver airport. And me and my son, Zach, uh, were coming back and we had to meet a seller. And I was going to buy this four acres from her, not buildable once again. So come to find out, I mailed the wrong tax delinquent list. I'm, I'm coming up with the top 10 mistakes I made with land investing. I was giving away um, to make sure people know not to make these stupid mistakes that I made. But um, I was mailing the county held tax lien list. This land was so crappy that tax lien investors wouldn't even pay the back taxes. on. So the county gets stuck with this. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, it took me like a couple of years to figure that out. But <laughs> long story short, it was like four acres and not buildable because you can't access it. It was trespassing against state land to get there. I did walk it. I, I mean, I'm not saying I trespassed, but I walked the land to make sure, because this one was pretty close. I could check it out. Um, I no longer look at the land anymore because I fall in love with it. I get emotional with it. I want to keep it. My wife's like, you can't keep all of it. Um, <laughs> so long story short, I meet this lady to give her a $500 check. I remember her wraparound porch was bigger than three of my houses. And her husband was like a stockbroker. And she's like, I don't know what you want with this godforsaken land. And I was like, ma'am, I don't know either. I'm going to turn around and sell it though. So I put it on Craigslist. Um, and I was already pre-marketing it, by the way, because I was like, I, this is $500. So like, this is like, I had just got that five grand, but still 500 bucks is a lot for me. <laughs> so I was spending, spending rent money. So I had to find a buyer for this land. So I'd already had it on Craigslist, already been talking to people about a $500 down payment. And I was selling it for a total of five thousand. So I was getting the, I was getting my money back right away. And this time I'm going to hold the financing, and that opened my door for a lot of buyers because it's not hard for people to come up with four or five hundred dollars a month. So that's what I offered. So it was like nine payments of five hundred and five hundred down. So pretty much paid that lady on uh, on the Saturday, and then had my buyer the next week. And I remember it to this day, like. This guy would give me $500 a month cash. And uh, I think it's last month he paid two payments. So he literally paid it off in like eight months. Um, but I disclosed it. You know, I had a realtor say, you know, he's going to need to hire an attorney to get access to this land. That, that land is probably worth 500000 whenever you get access to it. Um, so wow. The buyer, I sold it so cheap. However, the buyer had, it, it's probably took him about a year to get access to it with an attorney. So that was my first two land deals, like in the first couple of weeks. And I didn't look back ever since. And we've created a business where we have, you know, over, over a hundred notes now of people paying for their land. Um, most people can't figure out how to make money from land. I'll give it to you in two seconds. I buy it at a massive discount and I turn around and make it affordable for the masses uh, by offering monthly payments. Just like Ford F-150, number one selling truck in America. It's not because it's a great truck. It's expensive. It might be a good truck. I don't have one. But <laughs> it's because Ford makes it to where you walk in that door, you're leaving with a truck or you're leaving with a vehicle. And they make it where they make that payment affordable for you. So that's what we do with land. 
Fantastic. No, so I'm super curious, Brent. So for this land, the second one, right, you said if the guy did get access, right, regardless of the legal fees he has to, you know, um, you know, accrue over the course of trying to get access to that land, it would be worth half a million dollars. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. So typically, though, for somebody like that, what what was it telling you you wanted to use the land for? I mean, as a multifamily syndicator, we buy apartments, and I'm always thinking, yeah. who would buy this land? Like, what does that guy want to do with that land? Yeah, this guy, um, the the one that uh, I don't know what that realtor was doing with it. She and I felt comfortable selling a non-buildable piece of land to her because she's a real estate professional. She was speculating. She's like, whenever they allow this land to be buildable, it's going to be worth a lot of money. She was going to put a spec home on it because like it's looking at the national forest. This other guy that bought the four acres, he was just going to build a house on it. He loved hunting. I mean, there was just just prime real estate and it surrounded my national forest. So he never would have had he would never would have had a neighbor. Um, I mean, there's like seven hundred thousand dollar houses being built out there around that area. Um, you can't get land in that area. So that's what he was going to do with it. So for folks like me, you know, we're, we're kind of like already investing in real estate. We're pretty sophisticated real estate investors, right? We love real estate. You don't need to convince people like me about real estate, but I know nothing about land. Um, I mean, why would I want to invest in land? Why would I want to consider it? Yeah, no, don't consider it. I don't like the comp- <laughs> I don't want competition. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'll tell you what, you know, I have a house flipping company and a wholesaling company, and I own a 19 unit apartment comp, or I own some of a 19 unit apartment complex. I'm a, a, a partner, and then I have an office building. There's always, always, always something breaking somebody stealing something, somebody coming through our fence, somebody squatting, air conditioners broke, pipes freezing, tenants having problems, not paying me because of the COVID-19 thing. And that I can't even evict them because I have a forbearance loan and I don't, I'm not going to stop paying my mortgage. So I'm like in a catch 22. Now let's talk about my land. I've got a hundred notes. You know how many of those guys call me? Like they call to be like, why didn't the payment come out of my account this month? Those are the calls we received. <laughs> and I'm always, now my office manager takes them now. I didn't start that way, but I have an office manager now. She's amazing. I call her my, my, uh, my um, relationship specialist because she's just beautiful soul. And she's like, it's okay. You know, it's supposed to come out on the first, but usually it's by the fifth. Like it's a little lag time sometimes, but that's the biggest problem. It's like, don't worry you're not behind we're not gonna charge you late fee (laughs) um that's why that's why the land very very interesting style yeah so i mean i'm i'm i mean you know great great state of texas love this state um god bless texas god bless texas and you know let's say i wanted to buy something far away like how can I operate outside of my own market if I wanted to? Like, because some people are like, I'm in California. I don't know how to buy land in, in Denver yeah. or, or wherever, right? I mean, how, how, what, what are your thoughts on that? 
So I started in my own backyard. However, I'm no longer in my own backyard. It's mostly because the land in Colorado Springs is in super great demand. I don't buy in Denver either. Like I go an hour away from Denver. I, if I see a skyscraper, we're not buying any of that land <laughs> because we can't send an offer letter. I call it my LOL, the land offer letter or my postcard to a landowner that knows his land's worth a million bucks. He's not going to take 50 cents on the dollar for that land. I mean, he very well could. You might just have to send more, more letters out. But how do we get started? You know, you pick an area. Pick an area just outside of a city. Um, I like to say, you know, go an hour, hour and a half away from where the Walmarts and the McDonald's are because there's so much land. I mean, there's over 3,100 count. I think there's like 3,140 count, counties, counties in the United States. And Texas is a great state. I just had a friend that actually he's working on a land deal. He got it at like $8,000 and he's wholesaling it for 97. Basically he's assigning his contract. He's selling his contract to a, a builder and guess where that's at? Great state of Texas. I mean, Texas is huge. Um, I heard Joe McCall say this one time. Uh, I don't know how true it is. I haven't fact checked it, but he said, if you took every single person in the entire world and gave them a three by three foot square of land, they wouldn't even fill up Texas. Wow. Now, if that's not a deep blue ocean strategy. I don't know what is. Wow. There's, you can you're literally like a five gallon bucket, just scooping, scooping it in. You'll never run out wow. on the ocean. <laughs> Fascinating. So look, it's a, that's, that's from the perspective of, of a real estate investor, right? What if I'm a newbie, right? For some of the folks that listen to this, maybe they're never, you know, really know much about real estate or never heard of vacant land, right? I mean, how do I get started? Like, what are, what are your tips? Like, what do I need to do? I, w- I want to make, you know, $5,000 or whatever. Yeah, newbie, I would just say, just like I did. I'm not going to ever tell anybody to do anything I haven't done myself. I literally went in my own backyard, which was El Paso County, Colorado. I mailed that tax delinquent list, and it just so happened to be the county held tax delinquent list. <laughs> the county held tax delinquent list. So I was just offering 10 20 cents on the dollar for this land, hoping that I would get a bite on this reel. And I did, I got bites and, you know, I kind of analyzed the property. I'd look at the property via Google earth, make sure I wasn't buying a junkyard. You know, I get, I get a title company to tell me is like, okay, are there liens encumbrances, $157,000 IRS tax liens is are both sellers still alive? Like, you know, you want to make sure that, you know, one, you're buying a piece of property that's not a junkyard. And if it's not billable, it's okay. You just got to get it for a low enough price because at the end of the day, all we are is an expedited pawn shop for land. Like it's not about the, it's not about real estate. Like we're about payments, monthly payments for buying an asset for super cheap and turning around and selling it. And here's what, here's the advantage I got on a pawn shop. Like they don't hold financing on their Rolexes. Like, that's it. Why do people go and, 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 and pawn their Rolex? Because they need the money or they don't want the Rolex anymore. It's the same thing with the land. They need the money or they don't care about the land. Like it's not emotional. Um, so I guess that's kind of get started in a long way. <laughs> I started in my own backyard. 
Um, I used to look at the land. I used to do a lot of research and then I got a little cocky and I stopped researching and it, it, it almost cost me money. Wow. <laughs> so, so you, you said cocky. something, you said something interesting that you, you've got an office building, you've, you're, you got a 19 unit, you're flipping, you, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, right? Was there something else I missed? So you're pretty diverse. Uh, yeah, we, we buy rentals and I'll oh, tell wholesaling. you why. Yeah. Wholesaling yeah. as well. Right. So yeah. what is your favorite strategy or what is your favorite real estate class? Cause you're doing quite a lot. what do you like the most? Oh, 100% without a doubt land. It's absolute the biggest profit generator I've got. Um, you're familiar with KPIs, key performance indicators. Indicators, correct. Yes. So I'll tell you the third quarter of 2020, what we did on key performance indicators, like for our marketing dollars, when we're selling a piece of land for every dollar we spent, we made $6,437 back. So my house business, if we spend the dollar, we may make, we might make $3 back. So it's such a, a, it's a bigger return, less risk, less dollars out. And, you know, we get our money back so quickly, the, like the velocity of money with our down payment, we usually try and get to cover the land purchase price most of the time. And or if not in a few months, and it's just it's a no brainer for me because it's not a lot of people doing it, hardly any competition. And, you know, that's not emotional. Like we don't have to sit on someone's stinky, dirty couch smelling the cat pee while trying to talk them into selling us their house at 60 cents on the dollar. We send them a letter and they sign it or they don't or we send them a postcard and they call or they don't. It doesn't matter. Like there's so much land out there. We'll just mail. We keep mailing until we get a get a fish and we can do it from the comfort of our own home. It's fascinating though, Brent, because you said something, right? You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's that, that, that's the thing that I really like most, you know, about kind of everything you said, right, with land. It, it's, it's kind of like you just like blasting all this down. You're just open to catch, you know, that, that one really, really good deal. And you also said something that was really, really important. There isn't a lot of competition. Why is that? Why are people like me, you know, who are buying million dollars of buildings and other newbie newbie or wannabe investors are all going to wholesaling why are they not doing land why do you think um two i think here's my speculation in my opinion um i think two reasons one they have no clue how to make money with it like there's nothing to rent out there's no house there's no storage unit there's no whatever office apartment complex how do i make money on it that's what they don't know and number two is it's not sexy. Like there's no HGTV show talking about land investing. There's only like flipping shows like flip this house, flop out or whatever, flip flop, like all those. There's no HGTV. Like real estate investing is sexy because HGTV made it sexy, but not land. No one's making no, a video about that. No before and after pictures of land, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll show you my before and afters before with snow. And after when the snow melts and it's green, like, well, actually, we, it depends. If you're in all four seasons, you can have four different pictures of that property. It's, it's not a lot. Brent, I wish we could keep going. You're such an amazing guest, actually. But we definitely, definitely dwell into the quick runs. These are going to be quick questions, quick answers. You ready, sir? Let's do it. I'll give you quick. Promise. All right. First question. What makes you Brent unique? What is that differentiating factor that separates you from the next guy or the next girl? I'm just a goofball. That's it. I can tell. I love it. Yeah, likewise, I love it. Um, <laughs> next question. 
what was the last book that you read? What was the one thing you picked out from that book? Um, I'm reading Fake right now. So I haven't finished it yet by Robert Kiyosaki. He talks about buying God's money, gold. It's not going anywhere, never sell it. And uh, so I picked out that I need to start investing in gold because it's always going to be valuable. Our money, our, our dollar, our currency could disappear one day, but the gold is never going anywhere. It'll be here longer than, than you and I. Wow. Last question. What do you do for fun? So the other day we were shooting pumpkins in the side yard. We got four wheelers. Uh, we just did a uh, like a round the country camping trip. We were like out for three three weeks. Um, here in a couple of weeks we're going to our lake house in Florida, and a friend of mine's bringing his brand new pontoon boat. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna be on the boat for a couple of weeks. So that's my fun time. I, I like to do a lot of outdoor stuff. Um, I would say that lately, you know, at 4 p.m. when my kids get home, like it's playtime. I'm in trouble if I'm if I'm still working. Like so, we do a lot of playing. That's awesome. That's awesome. If there's anyone listening and thinking I want to get connected with Brent, what's the best way people can find out, get connected with you? Yeah, I appreciate you asking that. I would say that the easiest thing, if you want to like book a call or schedule a call with me, um, if I see if I can help you or give you any tips on buying land or whatever, uh, go to the Land Sharks. Com. I'll spell it out for those guys listening to this on 2X. Uh, that's T-H-E-L-A-N-D-S-H-A-R-K-S.com. That's thelandsharks.com. Brent, you're an absolute legend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. God bless all. I appreciate it. That was, that was fun. You may have heard the phrase, there are a thousand ways to make a thousand dollars in real estate. Well, now you can actually tune into the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast with over a thousand, believe it, or a thousand podcasts and still going. The best real estate investing advice ever show is hosted by a very good friend of mine, Joe Fellers. Joe talks to influential thought leaders. We share the best advice ever with none of the fluff. You've got to check this stuff out. So listen and subscribe at bestevershow.com that's bestevershow.com